Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? In at number ninety, One. it's oh you didn't you didn't tell me that you said <laughs> ninety, dude. Oh yeah, then I recounted. I can triple check if you want. One hundred ninety. How many times do I have to explain to you, Matt, that I don't hear the part of our conversation in your head? Ninety-two, ninety-one. Uh, I think I said it, but it might have gotten overlapped. Altman style. Yeah, ninety-one. <laughs> in at number ninety-one, it's Return of the Fucking Jedi. Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay there we go you gotta keep all of that in otherwise i just sounds like i'm not in the mood <laughs> sure um you don't want you don't want to start off with enough bomb in your first three seconds anyway right or maybe yeah. you do i don't know i mean i do i don't give a shit yeah i absolutely do <laughs> it's films of filth the citizen kane of podcasting it's it, we're getting to star wars where luke and i have like fastidiously avoided star wars since uh the rise of skywalker came out um mm-hmm. but now we're forced to do this movie that we like um <laughs> i it's, it's it's matt here this is luke welcome to the sci-fi sanctuary oh wait <laughs> this <laughs> is mark intruding upon the sci-fi sanctuary yeah okay we let you intrude there several times so it's it's not a I, it's not I, it's not the worst fit I stole um, your you sci-fi idol. Try anytime you want. <laughs> oh, and I will. There'll be a giant <laughs> boulder that runs down when I steal your whatever. This oh, is the semen. first movie yeah. I remember. <laughs> this is the first movie I remember seeing in a movie theater. I think um, it was Mark might remember this. Uh, it was the move. The big box movie theater is between Gwinnett Mall and the highway which I don't think yes. has been a movie theater for decades. I don't know if this was unique to Atlanta or, but, but we had a lot of malls where the movie theater was just in a separate parcel outside of the mall. Yeah. So, so that, that might be for noise, noise containment. That mm. makes sense. It's also very easy for them to fucking close them and just leave them abandoned for decades. That, that specific one was, I think standing there derelict until a couple of years ago. Right. That Is it a theater again? No. No, it was that now. that entire mall is actually just dead now. In <laughs> in fact, I, it was the last time I walked through Gwinnett Mall, it was terrifying. And actually, someone died at the subway there, and they didn't find their corpse for two weeks. Um, subway the sandwich place or subway the train subway thing? the sandwich place. The train huh? thing is actually safer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're, um, they're, 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 trains don't run out there. It's way too suburban. <laughs> well, yeah, the, our train system is the ninth largest in the U.S. And we have, if you look at the map of it, it's pathetic. We basically, you know, it's like, I don't know, 30 miles in any direction at the most. It doesn't right. go out there. Anyway, anyway it, doesn't go it, out to, it barely goes out to where Matt lived. Anyway, to finish, to finish. My little tale. Um, I four four year old Matt. I remember going in, and we were a few minutes late. So my first conscious movie experience is walking directly into a uh, Jabba's den and like full swing. We did go see the movie again and, and saw the whole thing from the beginning. But yeah, my first movie going experience was five minutes late to Return of the Jedi. 
So, <laughs> um, this is, I I feel this is an interesting one for me because this is the first Star Wars movie that I remember seeing. I didn't see it in the movie theater. Uh, my parents were not really big on going to the movie theater until uh, my sister was born, and then it was usually we were both kind of dumped into whatever movie she was allowed to go into. So I was usually seeing like Disney stuff. Mm. Um, but I remember seeing this for the first. I remember the, seeing this and at the end thinking, okay, so he's going to tell Luke that he's his grandfather. Like I, I remember knowing that Darth Vader, <laughs> knowing that I'd seen something, the, uh, the empire thing about, and I was just so convinced that the emperor was going to say, I am your grandfather. Took three and, more uh, movies for that to happen. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I may have just sort of, uh, understood what was the future of these movies at a young age. Um, I first saw this probably on a videotape of my parents. I did see them in the theaters when the special editions came out. Um, but my dad has the interesting story. So he was old enough that he was going to see this film on his own. And he went and saw it so many times that he got to see the theater's real like degrade it as he watched it um and apparently the scene where the star destroyer crashes into the death star like over subsequent visits that scene got shorter and shorter and shorter until it just <laughs> happened because <laughs> like yeah they were wearing out the tape they were going to see this film so much that's amazing mm-hmm. um mark do you remember going to see the special edition of this one yes we went i think we went together to every one of the special editions uh, not the first one but um because uh, you were on meds from your what dental thing yeah i had all Canal four wisdom something? teeth taken out and they gave me a bunch of right. cocaine. and i remember coming out like incessantly giggling about the ewoks even though i'd seen the movie 20 times previously <laughs> yeah i remember you just i remember your pupils just being dilated and you just being like whoa and uh I think you were mad about Yub Nub not being in the movie. and I, I still am. I, last night, I, well, I did end up watching my Blu-ray. And when I got to that part, I stopped the Blu-ray, went to YouTube, and watched the, the Yub Nub ending. So I'm still <laughs> angry about that. I just watched the original theatrical so. cut. Yeah, I, I thought I, about I, it. it. It looks fine. It looks kind of sweaty, I guess. I fast-forwarded through some sense. cool bits on Disney+. Plus. Gotcha. I decided to Andrew it this time. <laughs> might as well i mean we all said like um, this isn't a required viewing you know and i would just yeah, watch well, the blu-ray out for... of like uh practicality's sake like you know because but also my like... sleep is absolutely fucked at the moment so uh, i wasn't gonna watch well, a film last night well, um you know you know how i'm always saying i don't watch movies that many times i think the last time i saw this was when i saw the special edition with you matt Oh wow! Okay, I've definitely yeah. seen it a few times since then. So, um, I I know I've seen Star Wars twice and Empire, I think at least once, maybe twice since that day in 1997. But yeah, I don't watch a whole lot of things a whole lot, so I have some fun perspective on it this time. Okay, cool. I mean, I, I definitely saw some new things, but this isn't a film I've probably gone five years without seeing. So. Um, the well, last time was, was... Uh, three. Last time was when I watched the Despecialized with uh, straight through, which was probably maybe three I or watched four years ago. all the Star Wars is before. Um, we all thought there was going to be a ninth one, and then there wasn't. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> weird. For I forgot about that. 
Um, um, and then the dead did not speak. But I haven't watched since <laughs> then. And I think that's the longest I've gone without watching Star Wars films. Well, yeah, that one burned you, I guess. Like, I don't mean without watching happen. any. I mean without watching all the Star Wars films. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't just watch one. This was an interesting watch because my feeling during the opening crawl was that the opening crawl pretty much was as dumb as the Rise of Skywalker opening crawl. <laughs> but they're all kind of dumb, aren't they? They're all kind of <laughs> dumb. It it was, you know, I was like, well, the, I mean, we yeah, do this in somehow the Death Star came back is kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, it's like there is a Death Star and it is scary. Um, and it, it is. And then there's a massively admittedly very impressive but then just massively ornate ceremony where vader shows up and that takes basically about 10 minutes i mean the thing is like it's not they built another death star doesn't really require explaining right we know they can build shit whereas somehow palpatine (laughs) returned then never explaining it is bullshit (laughs) no that's that is absolute bullshit and i mean it made the ending of this movie worse for sure because i'm just like oh he's fine (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking um, of speaking of the prologue i did my due diligence i wrote a summary but i thought it would be better just to go like my twilight zone podcast and just do the prologue and mark has asked that i do it in a george lucas voice so i would prefer you did it in a rod sterling voice just to <laughs> either one dude <laughs> i was practi- i was practicing my george lucas while waiting for you guys to get on the okay, fine. It's lucas now. Lucas. okay Luke Skywalker is returned to its home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on the new armored space station even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. Okay, it's the prologue. <laughs> okay, that's great. Oh, they're kind um, of short when you read them out loud. Yeah, yeah. It just they, they, they look long. They look long slowly. as they're moving very slowly across your screen. <laughs> they move. Uh, so here's my thesis statement on this film as I saw it today and yesterday. It sure. took me two days somehow. This feels like George Lucas wanted to make an Indiana Jones movie, and he wanted to make Apocalypse Now, and he wanted to make the best Star Wars movie. And the three acts are just those three things shoved together, which is not bad, but it's that's kind of what it feels like. The opening feels so Indiana Jones to me that I was like, it's Indiana Jones. So, uh, the I have, I think, an unusual take. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's my favorite of the original trilogy. This was my favorite for a lot of my young adulthood, I'll say that. Because I think it is the best. The end is the best Star Wars movie. And the beginning is, well, kind of. It's great. Yeah. It's one of the best Indiana Jones movies. (laughs) And the middle is and the middle is pretty cool. I also just think like it doesn't seem like it now because we're so used to it. Mm -hmm. But ending such a big action. Mega blockbuster trilogy on like. No, I'm not going in there to kill the bad guy. I'm going in there to save his soul. It's just—it's actually really brave and interesting. I think. Yeah, and you still get a massive lightsaber battle and a massive space battle to go along with it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I, as the, you know, like I like models and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this still is far and above, say, the Revenge of the Sith battle, yeah. which was supposed yeah. to like blow your mind even more, I guess. 
<laughs> well, the the one thing that I did feel like here is that this is the only time I've ever probably ever going to give the prequels credit is I think that the Emperor turning Anakin was a little more interesting than him attempting to turn Luke mm. in this in this film because he sort of was just saying the same Luke was you can't tell somebody yes yes do what I tell you and then not expect them to be like actually I'm not going to do what I t what you tell me <laughs> that sort of that happened three or four times he forgot to take but, him to a literal space opera first that's how you you um the, wear him down a bit the manipulation in uh, Revenge of the Sith to me is more intricate and interesting however Revenge of the Sith has a bunch of dumb shit towards the end like mm. him getting like him getting shocked and that's why he looks like that that's that's <laughs> not that's not smart and uh samuel jackson did not get a noble death yeah that's just like uh professor x uh, as luke has mentioned before sci-fi losing his hair all at once and yeah just getting Instead older of, yeah, doing it over yeah. the <laughs> films that were apparently set 10 years apart but none of the actors aged <laughs> or just well, I, have... I don't think the prequels should have been set so close to the originals you're right because because it was like oh it makes the empire the empire only existed for like 19 years <laughs> yeah and somehow it's the most important that's that's not i mean nazi germany was important and terrifying but that was only 12 years that's shorter than but the also nazi nazi but, germany was like didn't rule the entire galaxy with an iron fist right they ruled a oh, bit of europe and struggled to expand <laughs> but the galaxy does feel like a bit of europe in star wars that's true. The galaxy is like three planets. <laughs> it's like really small. It's... But um I yeah, I just um all they really had to do was have the Emperor at the end in Revenge of the Sith, they just could have had him wave his hand over his face and be like, Behold my real visage, and he just looks like that. Yeah, mm. the the stupid contrived the, there was a lot of explaining that went on in the prequels that I thought that's about. Happens, that's why you hate this. prequels, right? That's just what prequels do. Explain they, things that didn't need explaining. They explain things that don't need explaining for people who need everything explained to them. Because watching this today, I kept thinking about, wow, those are such great ideas and all these Muppets are so great and someone thought of that and Boba Fett looks pretty cool. And in my head, I'm just like, there's someone watching this who is just, what's Boba Fett's deal? I need a series about it. And... <laughs> I need to see him only... as, a, as a, a small, precocious child. Yeah, and not only that, but but those things went on to happen because people wanted them, and they're bad, mm. and probably the people who wanted them are now complaining about it. But <laughs> I mean, ironically, I think, it. like, Mandalorian delivered what people who wanted a Boba Fett series actually wanted, which was just, let's see this guy in his armor go around being cool. That yeah, that is. Mostly I don't. I don't mean great. when Boba Fett showed up. I mean the actual stuff about yeah. the Mandalorian. Well, the Mandalorian gets bad when it starts doing yeah. this Star Wars thing of bringing in all characters, you know, and making Absol the galaxy small again. Absolutely, I haven't finished watching the newest season, but make the galaxy started. small again. Yeah, I haven't I mean, started season three. And or there is some really good stuff in it, but I haven't watched all of it yet. Um, so it might get bad again. Uh, I do really like Andor, but when I'm watching this, I see Mon Mothman and I'm like, wow, I hope her daughter is okay. And that doesn't need to be going through my head when I'm seeing her talk about military strategy. Mm. I anyway. just noticed how, how spacey she was watching in this, not in the Kevin Sore way. Just uh, that's because 
um, birds were making a lot of noise in the church they were filming in, and they had to redub the entire scene. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm glad somebody looked up trivia because I really forgot to. I didn't look it up, especially now. I just I was a kid who read a lot of Star Wars uh, books. Yeah, I just <laughs> assumed that my uh, my head is filled with pointless knowledge about this movie. Yeah, yeah, I didn't need to especially look anything up in this case. Actually, it was Revenge of the Jedi until the last second. I knew that. I wish I had that poster. It looks really cool. Yeah, but, oh, it does. But, yeah, I was just saying that because I think everybody knows that. <laughs> but another, yeah, another thing that I think this movie does really well is something that I complain about a lot, which is sort of the Fight Club Clockwork Orange thing where it kind of gives you the bloodlust that you want as an audience at the beginning and then turns around and says, you know, maybe all that's maybe Luke was getting kind of evil towards the beginning when he was just like let us go or i'll kill all of you and he was just cutting people down well, there was the fan theory of... that luke had already now the the sequel already killed it but yeah had already turned to the <laughs> dark side at the beginning of this i mean he's dressed like a sith right it's great <laughs> that is pulled off so well and i don't know if george lucas did it on purpose or wait who directed this richard marcond yeah but i mean L lucas was screaming in the back of the room or something probably <laughs> hey hey mumbling, make him more evil mumbling in the back of the room whatever that is that is executed so well and so subtly that you you really are towards the end you're like man maybe I, it was so exciting to watch him kill a bunch of people but maybe hey maybe i was wrong to want that a wee bit mm. of the ultraviolence. But yeah, I really did like that theory that he's only doing this because while he is turns to the dark side, he still loves his friends in a certain way. So he's like doing mm. this stuff, but doing it hardcore as he does in the first segment of the film. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like maybe you shouldn't. But like, you shouldn't there was it. supposedly an original version where he was more um, like he did get turned and his friends had to sort of bring him back. I mean, um, that which I mean, that would have been a whole different film, right? So it's hard to imagine it while also knowing this film. But I don't know. I think I I like how it is. You know, the one thing that really bugged me um, when I was a kid, I don't. I guess I don't care so much now. Is we we didn't get our um, proper Millennium Falcon, everyone in the cockpit shot, right? Mm. That bugged me. Was that was supposed to happen? Well, it just seems like an iconic Star Wars shot, right? And when you see when they leave Tatooine, we don't get a shot of them in there. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying that there was supposed to be something in this film where everyone in the Millennium Falcon is shot. Oh no, no, <laughs> that'd be that'd be a cool scene too. Sure, why not? Like they get stopped <laughs> by like space pirates and they all get shot. I mean, it was supposed <laughs> to be darker, right? Yeah, yeah. Han Solo <laughs> was supposed to die in Empire, I think, right? That's what they Han Solo. It seems like Harrison Ford wanted to die in every Star Wars film he was in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, really, he doesn't have a lot to do here. I'm not saying he's not great because he is, but he doesn't have a lot to do after the uh, the. He sort of just stands around looking a little sarcastic about the Ewoks. He's got to blow but... up a seal generator. He does pretty. I well, think. Yeah, he comes. He does pretty that's... cool in that whole <laughs> rebel based yeah. stuff. No, well, hero based also... stuff. From what I understand also, it, with Harrison Ford is, you know, he taps, took a, Star taps Wars. a stormtrooper on the shoulder. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's took, so fun. You know, he signed mm. on for Han Solo. It's a job in the original Star Wars. When he did mm. um, Indy, he got lots of back end because he was already a big star. So for him, he wants to do Indy more than Han Solo because it pays a whole lot more money when he plays Indy. <laughs> also, him and Lucas and Spielberg have full veto power on any indie film they don't want to do. 
It, yeah, they, the three of them like co-own the character. So nope. it's a lot like uh, uh, Back to the Future then. Yeah, yeah there probably won't Bob be Gale. any of these after he's dead. Lucas and Spielberg Thank didn't want to do the new one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they, they didn't like disapprove of it. It's going to be positive. True, 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 true. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't hate Crystal Skull. I didn't see the new one, but I did not. I did not. I hate do Crystal hate Skull. Crystal Skull, and I like the right. new one. I okay. hate Crystal Skull, and I I actually quite like the new one. So yeah, huh. maybe you'll I'm hate just, the new uh, one. Who knows? Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm uh, saving up to try and buy a car, so I have not been going to the movies. Um, where do we all land on the Ewoks? I know the Ewoks get a lot of hate, but my, I, I didn't have teddy bears. I had Ewoks, so I can't. I think I the Ewoks are cool, on. and I think all the scenes with them are good. Mm. They're cool. Um, there is the whole <laughs> thing where people are like, they're, they're a metaphor for the Viet Cong the or something like that. Yeah. Which is a little weird if you. It doesn't think have about to it. be explicitly the Viet Cong. They're just a metaphor for like, you can't occupy a place and be it's the inhabitants who know the place, you know. Which makes me kind of wish they were more violent and scary. Like they could have, they could have taken it farther. Because I, uh, just I feel mean, like maybe it's a little like. I love oh. the Ewoks. I think the Ewok stuff is cool. I think they're cute. Well, it should have been Wookies. Yeah, it should have been Wookies. But... The Wookie version is just better. But I think they, it would just they would have made worse toys. I had the well, yeah, ones that. Could... I got the I had the one that got blown up and I had a wicket, mm -hmm. right? But I, I, yeah. a dumb kid Matt lost the cows on both of them, so they literally were just teddy bears. Well, <laughs> Matt, also, is your argument that they're more expensive just because the costumes would be a bit bigger? Yes, <laughs> like require slightly more fur. <laughs> I'm yeah, thinking it would, well, to, it would have to explicitly hire dwarves. So that's true. But the main thing is, I think that if it was multiple Wookiees screaming a lot, it would get pretty old. Also, Peter Mayhew would just have to do all oh, of watch them. the holiday special. No, no, he doesn't watch the holiday special again, where you have more Wookiees screaming at each other for like 20 minutes. Now, what would have been funny would have been if it turned out all the other Wookiees can talk fluently and Chewie's just <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's always what I want with a character like this. Like Jabba the Hutt? Yes. When we saw other huts in the prequels, I wanted them all to be like thin and athletic and muscular, and he's just a fat bastard. <laughs> Hell yeah, stout Irishman. <laughs> isn't that wasn't that the uh, original I mean, footage from? Oh uh, yeah, I mean he's one? still pretty porky in that, but yeah, he's rich. I, I called him stout, right? <laughs> Typical billionaire job of the hut. <laughs> um. We should have a monster spotlight because we got the Rancor, we've got the Sarlacc. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, how how do you rate our monsters? And I guess, gee, the monsters are all front loaded Dude. in this. Interesting. But we did two very yeah. iconic ones very early on. The um, Rancor is great. Cool fight. So cool monster design. Very scary and threatening. Awesome. The Sarlacc, especially in the original version. It's just a big, gross, wet hole. <laughs> I like that better. I like the fact that you just have to think about what's inside the Sarlacc, but you just get... Oh, yeah, I, I do. I, maybe it's hole. better than the silly beak, but, you know, it's not the fucking sandworms, is it? <laughs> this isn't the Shiloot. <laughs> well, it's the, it's the mouth of the sandworm, sandworm. Well, here's a question. If it slowly digests you over a thousand years, does it also keep you alive for a thousand yeah, years? Yeah, that, that's the thing I always thought, like, Great, but I'm still going to die within like two or three of those, like yeah. like a week because I'm going to starve yeah. or whatever. If that, <laughs> well, Boba Fett survived long enough to get his own TV series. Is however long that was. Is pineapple the real life sarlacc? Because it like it decomposes your tongue as as you break it down. 
Like you break each other down. You win hmm. with the pineapple. Do I wait? Are you saying that you can win against the sarlacc by breaking it down, breaking it down over a thousand years? I could no. punch my way out of a sarlacc, no problem. But then you'd just be underground in a whole bunch of sand. I can dig through sand. It's easy. <laughs> I would see if I could find its like clitoris. Well, they only okay. added that in the special edition. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> what if you're stuck with the original one? <laughs> well, they'll find its asshole. I don't know. That could be what you're looking at. How do we, we, we know how it eats? <laughs> Got to be something in there. I mean, come on. Come on. It can't only get pleasure from eating. Mm. <laughs> you don't know that. It could. That could be how you, this is a different planet, a different galaxy a long time ago. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Rules I just have a, a candy bar in my pocket and I just give it a candy bar and it lets me go. Mm. The Star Wars universe is entirely chased. Nobody fucks, including Sarlax. <laughs> You're right. Um, what Ben Solo was adopted, right? Yep. That'd be an interesting. That'd be an interesting little thing. No, no, no. Um, uh, Han and Leia conceived uh, him on the um on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Apparently, oh, that was hmm. officially in the backstory of the Galactic Star Cruiser. That the this super expensive cruise ship you're on is where Han and Leia did it. People only <laughs> fuck on cruisers in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, this kind of so yeah, like Space I was saying, it kind of, it's true. This kind of made me hate the prequels. It also kind of made me mad at the sequels because mm -hmm. this is such a nice. Not a lot of uh, trilogies stick the landing, even years well, and years. Interestingly, ago. this one is sometimes lumped in with third ones that don't land it, but I don't think it deserves to be. I don't. I. I still don't think I like it as much as the first or second movies, but it's so close. I think it's closer than Return of the King is or Back mm -hmm. to the Future 3. Both of which I also like. Yeah, me too. It's it's just, um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to do this, especially yeah, because well, the, you the, know. The second of... film gets to end on a big dramatic cliffhanger. Which yeah. is always going to seem cooler at the time than having to then resolve that cliffhanger. That's why, but, like, everyone loved Endgame. Infinity War is a, a better film. Hmm. Yeah. I hadn't really, interestingly, I hadn't thought about it much. That's also capping off a, not a trilogy, but what, like 20 yeah, like or something? Twentilogy? <laughs> Four TV series worth of content. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> That had quite a, a cow to roast on the spit and feed to the star. It's insanely high yeah. in our list, by the way. Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. And they're really close. But just because they, they're recent. Really close. Yeah, like by pure coincidence, I guess. Yeah. Wonder if we... Marvel's going to get anything out between now and the time that we do Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. And and I don't mean that in like, yeah. I want the strike to continue, but in that, gee, wouldn't it be nice if Marvel just laid off for a few years? You know? Yeah. They took that one year off with the pandemic and then came back with the showstopper that was Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am more and more just like, you know, uh, after I saw Guardians 3, another, I guess that one's not quite a yeah, trilogy. That's, but... I think that is a good, another good ending to a trilogy. And I yeah. might like that one better than the second film. Um, partly because... I, I almost certainly like that better than the second film. Yeah, the second, I, the second film gets a bit too into like, ooh, wacky Star-Lord. Yeah. He's from the 80s comedy. 
The thing about the third one of that is that James Gunn somehow knew not to get obsessed with quote unquote ending things. Mm. I don't I don't want to throw out too many spoilers because I'm sure some people haven't seen it yet, but it's it's nice that it and it's more about just it I'm tired some of this characters shit. arcs, but not everyone's. It's mostly just about I'm tired of this shit. I'm going to do something different rather than yeah. I'm going to die, <laughs> which is a lot of the third. I'm movie going stuff. to kill everyone. <laughs> and Back to the Future Three is also about more about retirement than it is about death. Mm. Oh, is this your Toy Story Four is better than three thing again? Yes. <laughs> you know, Toy Story Three isn't really about death. It just kind of dangles it in front of your face a lot. Mm. So are you? Uh, putting out there that the 30 minutes of video you can watch from back to the future the ride is better than back to the future three. Oh man i don't know <laughs> I, I haven't watched that since i rode the ride i, so. I know in the dvds they put out um so, several years ago they actually put all of that footage and you can watch on youtube too but it, it's kind of entertaining <laughs> it was great once a as a ride i'm sure it's great outside the ride too see Mark is dubbed Double kidding himself because not only has he not yet accepted his own death, he also still believes he'll get to retire. <laughs> I, I also believe I'll get to ride the Back to the Future ride again. <laughs> you can only do that virtually. Um, Luke, when you went down to uh, Japan, I could uh, buy a gamer chair. USJ, USJ, they still have the uh, Back to the Future ride there. I don't think so. Even the Terminator ride was closed for. To sell tickets to the Resident Evil ride, but they still had the big Cyberdyne Damn. Systems logo. Have you guys okay. done that? Have you done the Terminator ride, Terminator experience? I've watched it in YouTube. I've never ridden it for realsies. <laughs> I'm yeah. saying the T1 million made me laugh harder than fucking anything. <laughs> it's the T1 million. I might have done it. I actually don't remember. I know I it did Ghostbusters, which was in the same spot beforehand, but I'm not sure if I did Terminator or not. Top notch for a stage show where you watch people who are not or Schwarzenegger run around. I mean, the Ghostbusters <laughs> one was pretty class. They had a the animatronic top half of of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man come on stage. Nice. Awesome. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, yeah, it got replaced by Terminator, which you did see. <laughs> oh, of course. And then I think yeah, it became I... Twister for a while for some reason. <laughs> Universal did this a lot of just changing things where I just went this one time and saw all the stuff that doesn't exist anymore. Like just one time I went and it was like I saw I now think you can not the, the Twister. The... Was an earthquake? Was there an earthquake thing there? They had one. I don't think it Yeah, might... I did that. I don't know if it I mean I haven't been there since nineteen ninety three, so I don't know what's there. But I know they have a Jimmy Fallon ride. ride. Jimmy Fallon ride. You can ride that. Is it just like Oof. you're sitting in a car and nothing's funny for 10 minutes? No, it's right, race through New York with Jimmy Fallon. And maybe yeah. feels more like a Mario Kart ride than the, than the Mario Kart ride does. Because it actually I heard the you... Mario Kart ride stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the Mario Kart ride goes like 0. 0.1 miles per hour or something like it, that. It is it's not fun. fast, but it is quite fun. Okay, I I gotta go. It's just I'm waiting for the Florida one, so I don't. The, have to the thing there. with the Nintendo World is like being there is incredible, but the rides are clearly all pitched for pretty young kids. Ah, uh, I mean, I, th I, heard I think so uh, I would still, I would hundred percent recommend it as an experience. Yeah, but don't expect it to be the best rides you've ever ridden. I mean, I know what I want is Metroid World, and I'll never get that in a million years. So, um, it's it's not uh -huh. really fair, right? It's not fair that. We've all, most of us who like video games have spent maybe, what, 
two or three hundred times more playing games than watching movies but we get that tiny little theme park for video games and that's it really right <laughs> well yeah you can visit pandora the world of avatar i've spent also a movie six or <laughs> six hours there so you know <laughs> Okay, I would love to go there for sure. I'll go. I'll go. the animatronic. I did the um. I did the Monster Hunter World VR thing at USJ. That was amazing. Ooh, I want to try that. No, it's I the just best VR it, experience I've ever done. I just wanted to call it Pandora: The World of Avatar because I saw this clip on um. It was supposed to be a reality show about like Disney weddings, right? But it was mm-hmm. clear that people were like, "Don't just say like you know the Avatar Land. You have to say every time they say." Oh yeah, we're so happy that we're getting married in Pandora, the world of Avatar. Like they can't just say Pandora, they can't say Avatar Land. It has to be Pandora, the world of Avatar. Every time in this in this ad libbed real life show, I got interviewed at Comic Con once. Um, they were doing because I was in my Star Trek uniform, and they were doing like spots to go. I guess like to go in between airings of Deep Space Nine, and they were asking just stuff like, "Oh, what's your favorite character?" Why do you like Star Trek? But they were like, oh, please answer with the question so that we can just air it on its own, right? So, like, my favorite character is. Like, and I was just not doing it on every single one. <laughs> and they, it was genuinely like the pre-taped call-in show. They were just getting, just say the question when you answer the question. <laughs> Goddamn trickies. <laughs> that reminds me of when there was a, a thing in one of my Lego sets that said, they're not called Legos. When you refer to them, you should say Lego building system. And I was just like, you know, five years old. Um, like, Fuck this. I'm calling them Legos forever. That's interesting because I'm from Europe where no one calls them Legos. What they interesting. Call them? We call them Lego. Because we Oh, you don't put the S on. Yeah. Okay, I get it. it makes sense. Yeah, that, that, that's totally an American thing. Okay. Makes sense. I didn't know that. I was disappointed yesterday because... um. Well, Luke knows which student I'm talking about. Came in with a Spider-Man backpack, Spider-Man T-shirt. Um, and he has a Spider-Man like building guide for Lego. And I'm mm. like, and they didn't have the Spider-Man Legos itself. So I was disappointed. Uh, <laughs> man. But uh, yeah, I needed to blindfold him. So I took a, one of the masks for kids and turned it into a Spider-Man mask for him. So that was kind of fun. Wait, you had to <laughs> blindfold a child? Yeah, and then talk him through a maze, right? But I, I didn't have like a normal blindfold, so I got like a paper mask of... and turned it into a Spider-Man mask. What but it is some, do you it's work at? summer vacation fun lessons. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I'm sorry, you just dropped that in. I had to oh. blindfold. <laughs> like, hey, Mark, okay. I, I can like times 10 this if you want. When, when I worked yeah. in Canada at the whale camp, we uh-huh. would take the kit, the new arrivals at the camp, blindfold them, put them in vans, drive them 15 kilometers <laughs> to 50 meter high ocean cliffs, sit them at the edge of the cliff blindfold, and then tell them to take off the blindfold. Dude, QAnon, QAnon is sending a van to your house right now. I know, really. I'm sitting here just I'm like, we did that? What the hell? Oh, oh, and, and you'll like this extra step. Since it's fine. It's... Matt's allowed to do what he wants to children because he's not trans. <laughs> yeah. Since... Sorry, sorry. The, the, the Mark will appreciate the final thing. Now, all of that is what the company wanted us to do. That was all like, please do this, right? The part mm-hmm. I add is while we were driving them the 15 kilometers to the cliffs, I would I play um, Sunrise Spaces, the place at top volume. Well, yeah, Luke, we did that. <laughs> you can appreciate that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, the the album or the soundtrack from the film? The 20 minute song, the album. Ah, it was about Good the choice. length of the drive. So, <laughs> hell yeah. So yeah, yeah. Now it did 
now it does seem like we were like doing some weird brainwashing thing. I do remember <laughs> we were very much like, listen to our instructions very carefully. Don't move anywhere. We tell you not to move, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it gets weirder the more I talk about it. But yeah, this this happened several times. <laughs> and they, like, maybe right. they still do it. I don't know. This place Did is still there. Any? <laughs> 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 it, yeah, yeah, just one per trip. And it's cool. <laughs> I wonder yeah, if right? any of them talk about this in therapy now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, the part, the whole point was, oh, you're supposed to see the majesty of this island, like all of a sudden, right? Which is kind of a cool idea, but yeah, the mechanics of making it happen do sound kind yeah, of yeah. But what what disturbing. you don't know is that one of them was supposed to be in the second tower, but Matt made them scared of heights. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I don't even know if the timelines work out. <laughs> you're not that much I mean, older than me. <laughs> I think I think it might have been after that, but I'm not sure. Um. When did you notice that Yoda and Fozzie Bear have pretty much exactly the same voice? What age were you when you noticed this? Like four? Like now, because I'm not as familiar with the Muppets as you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, did, was it just me or and were there... Okay, was I the only one who watched the original theatrical cut? This I watched around, it yeah. like My dad had ago. the originals on tape and DVD, so I've seen them a bunch. Yeah, last I time really... I did watch Despecialized. This time I watched my Blu-ray just because I was like, you know using my computer to do other stuff loading wise so it's better watch blu-ray for a second i was like is yoda the size of a person for one of these shots <laughs> but he seemed like weirdly large for a second that has to be forced perspective since we are looking at a physical muppet here Probably. there was one animation they couldn't get the puppet to do so they just got a guy in a yoda suit and hope <laughs> no one would notice <laughs> i'm actually in the middle yeah. of um of uh, a jim henson biography like right now uh, I watched the Muppet Show with Liberace last night when I was going to bed. So nice. Um, but yeah, it's talking about how is, the whole is thing that because was... you got obsessed with Liberace during that Twilight Zone episode recently? <laughs> yes. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I just I put in a random one, and uh, the choices are Alice Cooper. That would have been my second choice. Uh, and then who else was there? Well, I can't remember what the other two choices were. So obviously they were. I wasn't thinking about those very hard. So I was. It was basically down between Alice Cooper and Liberace. And uh, mm. I mean, the Alice Coop, those are both legendary Muppet shows, right? Right, so it was like one or the other, right? Hey, it's still in my player, maybe I'll watch another one tonight. But uh, the, the main point being that, um, talking about one of his big break breakthroughs was since it's not a puppet show, since it's for television or film, whatever is out of the screen, the camera's eye is you is whatever, so mm. it's not like you know, even now, it, like you see Sesame Street where they're like coming up over a wall or something right which is is true but just basically a lot of this stuff it's like right out of screen is the puppeteer right there you know or the muppet yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like just there is no you know they, they've got this down to a science they watch themselves performing so it was also mentioning how when you perform a yoda or a kermit or whatever it's like you're the audience at the same time that you're the performer which mm. uh is an interesting wow. you know, people usually can't watch their performances like live as it's happening right so well, um, Ben Solar, I can't remember his real name. He can't watch his performances after the fact. Adam Driver <laughs> Adam famously Driver, can't watch yeah. his... Yeah, I, I remembered him as I was speaking. <laughs> famously can't watch his own films. There's a lot of actors that say that. But yeah, in the case of uh, Muppeteers, they, they are actively watching their performances as they do it. So, um... I've seen people doing... Um, by wearing like a pair of VR goggles and having a drone follow you, you can like exist in third person in real life. I would like wow. to try that one day, even though I think it would fuck me right up. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you, you just start. You'd probably just go straight to Grand Theft Auto mode and start like breaking into cars and. Yeah, I would, I would forget that laws apply to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would that with a third-person perspective, wouldn't you? <laughs> we need yeah, more. Like, I always play as a good guy in games. So. The the one I couldn't, the first I couldn't time... even complete the Decepticons campaign in Transformers oh, yeah. the movie the game. <laughs> the first time I ever played as a well, I've played as a bad guy, you know, on second, third playthroughs. So the first time I ever played as a bad guy on the first time was Skyrim. Mm. And it was kind of exhilarating. And I feel like kind of made up for some of the shortcomings of that game where. How long did kill. it say exhilarating before you realized that nothing you do in a Bethesda game has any consequences? That's the thing. It was at least <laughs> it gave me a little bit of excitement. Whereas, you know, I couldn't kill all the blades and, and side with Parthenax which is bullshit. <laughs> um, but so I shouted them off a cliff until they fell off a cliff, but you know, it didn't yeah, matter. They're just in the river. <laughs> uh, he's a big dragon. I think uh, Matt hears fantasy words and his brain shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> there are like three dragons in that game. So you don't have to remember a lot of names that you can give time. him all the sci-fi techno babble you want. And he's fine. But you say one like <laughs> word that has a little apostrophe in the middle. They got apostrophes in the middle. That's true. Yeah. He's like the Iron Giant if he was a dragon. Does Parthenax have an apostrophe in his name? I don't think so. Okay, just checking. Um since we're having the modern viewing of this movie, uh are should we say that Obi-Wan is a gaslighter now? I was thinking to myself, it's pretty interesting how it seemed like Yoda didn't approve of Luke finding out that Darth Vader was his father, but then just turns around and tells him basically that he has a sister. Like, what's Yoda's mm. game here, or is he just tired? He's, he's and... checking out. He doesn't care. This is <laughs> just la- gonna what do you do? Spout some exposition. Oh, I think you... Yoda's given up on Luke, and he's like, "Well, we better tell him about Leia because she's now the one who's going to actually fix all of this." <laughs> Yoda, both Yoda and Obi Wan, kind of feel like they haven't aged super well for me. They feel like they're kind of saying a bunch of vague things and then if it works out then they said what you needed to hear and if it doesn't yeah. work out then you didn't listen to them <laughs> well that's why i i think one of the failings of the prequels is making the jedi you know basically space cops yeah whereas the idea of them as more of just like these wandering samurai hermit wizards which is sort of how the original trilogy presents them is more interesting to me also, Yoda redeems yeah. himself by burning down the Jedi archives for fun. Yeah. Well, but I mean, <laughs> he shouldn't have had to do. He shouldn't have had to do that anyway. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's uh, it doesn't. I, I kind of think that I want a straight shooting, more of a straight shooter, or at least hmm. the Oracle in the Matrix who keeps it really simple. Like I think she's right. a better version of this. Well, it's a case of. George Lucas trying to write very clever and mystical and interesting dialogue while not being very clever or mystical. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> and, and it seems Yoda's and... just goading him on to actually go and like kill himself. He's like, you have to confront a Sith to become a Jedi. How did that work back yeah. in the day? There were only two Sith. I mean, they, the Sith must have been busy yeah. all day with, with Jedi confronting them. <laughs> it seems like no one can even decide whether it matters if he's a Jedi or not. Like, what does it even get you to be a Jedi? Uh, yeah, you in have this to. world especially, where he's the only one. Well, you could yeah, take so the, the title. The last, you, could take the, you could take the last Jedi um, 
tact that anyone can really be a Jedi, or you could go with the um, Rise of Skywalker, where it's space blood and midichlorians again. (laughs) Everyone's everyone's a Jedi now. We're all that was great. Yes, yes, I I liked everyone's Jedi. The Last Jedi, I think, does a really takes a good swing at it. Doesn't quite connect for me, but I think that that it at least tries. Where the other two sequels do not but, i would uh, i still think the last jedi is the best star wars film and the only actually good star wars film <laughs> that's fair i do like I, we we're talking about how big the space battle is and how revenge of sith you know doesn't really match up to it but i another good thing the last jedi did was kind of paring down at space battle it's just it's like one intense thing you know that was pretty cool it should have just god it's such a mess and it and it it bums me out that the last Jedi exists in the soup of nonsense that we have now. But that's just it. It's well, like can't that's, separate the, it. The thing I like about it is you can stop at the last Jedi, and it's a better ending mm-hmm. than watching the next one. That is true. Like because... the ending of Last Jedi is like, yeah, there is evil in the universe, but we can fight back. And then if... the last, the, and then they realize like, oh, we don't want to give them that message. Quick, make a movie where everything ends <laughs> fine and good, and the status quo is okay. Don't tell them they have to go out and smash the military industrial complex. They pay our bills. <laughs> I, I have... Star Wars has this huge problem where it has to be either... It seems like the world of Star Wars has to either be just massive opulence and everything's wonderful, or fascism hellscape, and maybe the two can intermingle a little bit, but, but there's no... The, the the great thing about the first Star Wars movie is it just feels like kind of regular people on a farm and there's some kind mm. of fucked up shit out there, but it's not it. Uh, the sequels maybe just did too much to undo the happy ending of the uh, and also everybody was kind of sad in the uh, sequels. Like, I yeah, a lot is made of of Luke Skywalker being kind of like him being done dirty. And I don't really think so i I don't think so because that's how luke always was he's always been a whiny little kid (laughs) yeah he's just a he's just a cranky but he's still powerful eventually but um the thing that's sad to me is han solo because he's like 75 and he's still ripping off space pirates and (laughs) i guess divorced for no real reason other than maybe because he's sad about his kid turning out terribly which also seems like something maybe he could have controlled and Leia was just written badly in those. They don't give her anything in those movies except for when she flies, which is cool. But yeah, because like that's the what new... everyone complains about. With yeah, yeah. I think they're wrong. <laughs> Honestly, I think that they should have given her a lot more because the thing is, in the original movies, like this one, she is a very like fiery. She is the most person. accurate shot in the original trilogy. Yeah, people have done the math. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's a, not only that, but I mean, it's so interesting in the first film, which we'll get to what in two years, how she has the uh, the princess accent. And then when they kind of rescue her, then she starts talking like she's from Brooklyn. She's like, yeah, yeah, you got with you. Know, she's got a lot of um, it's that Madonna depth. affectation. And then in the sequels, for some reason, she's given a bunch of uh, boring space dialogue like George mm-hmm. Lucas wrote it. <laughs> I wrote weird. some dialogue for you, <laughs> which he didn't write though, did he? <laughs> or do you mean the do you mean the trilogy sequels or the sequels? It's hard to know what you're talking the sequels, about. Sequels, yeah. I she she's <laughs> she has more personality in Last Jedi than the other two sequels, but 
uh, specifically the Force Awakens, she is just boring. Okay. Gotcha. She's just the one fair. who gets to turn up and give the exposition, I guess, because Luke's She's... not in it and Han's supposed to be the fun one. Yeah, I guess that's the thing with the yeah. new Indiana Jones. Like, there's been some horrible stuff in his life since Crystal Skull, but he's still out there, Indiana Jones, and like an Indiana Jones does. Well, the, the thing, part. what I love about Indiana Jones is he get as soon as you put him in front of some history, he's happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, <laughs> yeah, what makes Han Solo happy? Money, I guess. <laughs> Stealing. Yeah. Being a rogue. So, yeah, it's not. There's so, so many ways you can write. You can write an older rogue character without having him be just a sad, like, space pirate almost dying. It's kind of like no. the latter-day Red Dwarf seasons, where it's like, oh, this was fun when they were actually in their 20s, but now that they're all in their 40s and 50s, it's kind of sad. Hmm. I haven't watched those, but I didn't hear, hear anybody tell me I needed to. Yeah, the occasional good gag, but yeah, it's not like... I would recommend just going and watching old Red Dwarfs over watching new ones. Can do. Um. Okay. Yes, and also I cannot, unfortunately, cannot get the Obi Wan Kenobi series, which I did not like, out of my head when Obi Wan Kenobi is talking, because he's a completely different character here than in that. <laughs> well, he's, he's a grumpy uh, Alec Guinness here, isn't he? Yeah, like the original Obi Wan Kenobi, who Alec <laughs> Guinness played, and the uh, the Ewan McGregor version in the series has horrible PTSD, which is interesting, but it doesn't fit. Doesn't make sense. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. I don't, don't know. Don't I, I guess I just like and then just turn into Alec Guinness. Like that's not how it works. You could <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I guess you could well you get another ten years, right, for something to happen. Oh, it's almost like taking a fairy tale character and then trying to give them like a four hour series that gets deep into their psychology. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really make sense. <laughs> Some people are just like hard motherfuckers and things happen to them like their friend turns into Darth Vader and they're just like well he is evil <laughs> and that's it I mean that's kind of and obviously he was very drunk in Star Wars but I I, I want to believe that the character is also drunk <laughs> if, you, if you're drunk when you die and become a force ghost you become a drunk force ghost no he sobers <laughs> up that's the whole thing is he's so much more sober in the second and third film, because you can tell he's like, oh, shit, I need money. This is going to be great for money. <laughs> he only had to work a couple days, so. That, too. <laughs> um, I was uh, thinking, who's the? how does Anakin compare with shitty Star Trek dads like Worf or Sarek? Not, not as interesting. Man, he doesn't know his kids exist, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Worf just pretends his kid doesn't exist, so maybe that's worse. I don't know. Doesn't he kind of get better later? Well, it, Alexander doesn't even get mentioned in the new series. Uh, maybe he's <laughs> and, in, and there's uh, this whole thing about how they have to do this to like. Oh no! They, see, they shot take. they shot scenes of Alexander, but he was played by Shia LaBeouf, so they had to cut him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. He was like like playing around with a switchblade, but he was like. I'm a Jedi. Luke was like, I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. I'm like, dude, your father's a Sith. <laughs> he was a Jedi for a bit. Also, He's they haven't even Sith made up the words. Longer. They haven't made up the word Sith yet. Okay, good point. Technically, <laughs> they were the... just bad Jedi's in this. <laughs> yeah. If you count the Clone Wars series, he was a Jedi for much longer than Luke was. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had, he did a bunch of cool Jedi stuff. But he's been Darth Vader a lot longer than he ever was a Jedi. 
Darth Vader. Same. Twenty years. I don't. I felt like he didn't have twenty years as a Jedi. I don't know. Yeah, 10, 15 years. I guess he's been slow Jedi. Darth Vader slightly longer. Ages are a little hard to work but out. But then he becomes Star a Jedi again at the end. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. that's like for ten seconds. Yeah, but then he gets to be a Jedi forever in the afterlife. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah. And then he becomes Hayden Christensen. Right. Yep. So um, I actually did get. I don't have a problem saw. with him being Hayden Christensen inherently. Just Hayden Christensen does a creepy ass <laughs> fucking smile. <laughs> so it's not what you want, you know, the ghost of your dead dad to be looking at you like. The funny thing is that have you seen? I know Jake Lloyd, who played him in Phantom Menace, mm. has a troubled adulthood. But if you yeah. look at him, he looks like Darth Vader under the mask. Like he <laughs> aged into looking like Darth Vader. It's really a shame that it couldn't. So Lucas uh, made a good choice. So same scenes actually. I went and got my driving license when I turned. Well, before I came to Japan, I was like, right, I need to update my passport. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to leave my passport at the embassy. And then when I go and pick it up, the only idea I've got doesn't look like me. (laughs) So I quickly updated my driving license first. But yeah, it meant I had side by side a picture from when I was 17 and when I was 27. And my friend Holly replied on like Facebook with a picture of Anakin next to a picture of Darth Vader with the helmet off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's uncanny. That's exactly the transformation I went through. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Someone gets it then. Great. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame because I think that was one of the worst decisions that George Lucas ever made was deciding to make the first movie about child Anakin. There was plenty he could have, plenty of stories he could have told about if he Anakin. jumped in around Attack of the Clones time, mm-hmm. and then we'd have had an extra film to actually see Anakin and Obi-Wan be friends, then the third yeah. one would have landed better, right? Well, that's what yeah. the Clone Wars TV Just series is for. <laughs> have, exactly. That could have, there's anything from there, uh, both Clone Wars series. Yeah, make that the whole second film. <laughs> It, I mean, I, it's, honestly, it's I like that stuff. I like both versions more than I like any of the prequel movies. I do like quite yeah, as a character, so like, I'm glad we got to have him. But uh, I, the thing is, there's nothing in the sequel prequels that is the way I would have done it. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, I, I would have done the Jedi entirely differently. I would have done the Empire entirely differently. I, so, yeah. Yeah, it's not what I wanted. Like if they wanted to show sure. the birth of the empire, they should have said it much earlier. You wanted a night to the wanted to show, yeah. And if they wanted to show like the origins of like Darth Vader and Anakin and Obi Wan, it should have been that the empire was already extant, and that like just the last remnants of the Jedi were still kicking about doing their best. That would have made no, more he sense. Tried to, he tried to make the entire history of Star Wars fit into the lifespan of Luke Skywalker. Well, it just lot. seems to me like he wanted to a have a big shiny civilization to play with, which he didn't mm-hmm. really do much with, and he wanted to have a child to play with. Um, it doesn't sound good when you put it that way. It, it's not supposed <laughs> to sound good. Why the hell is there a child? I don't know. Why are we watching child Darth Vader? I don't need that. It's like I don't want to see child Michael Myers either. Rob Zombie. <laughs> Yeah, but obviously we're saying things that a million billion other people have said on podcasts before. 
picking those things apart. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you do a Return of the Jedi podcast. You're probably not going to say something new except for maybe the weird tangents where we were talking about something completely different, right? <laughs> so another thing besides thinking that the Emperor was going to say that Luke was his, that he was Luke's grandfather, um, I remember when I was a kid seeing Darth Vader and Luke hanging out, and my first feeling was, he's right there, kill him! <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that that's my whole perspective on um it really it really did teach me maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I don't know. Because if if any of our listeners want to hear Star Wars podcasting, I would direct them to Star Cools, um by Dave and James, who've both been on the Sanctuary. James is also on Luke Loves Pokemon, um, where David had gotten to adulthood without ever seeing a Star Wars film. Ooh. And he watches through the whole series with James, a big Star Wars fan, like talking him through them. And it's a yeah, it's really fun hearing his takes. And like, so he did it like he obviously he knew, like, I am your father, like no one could escape that bit. But like he's going into Jedi, he doesn't know Darth Vader's going to turn at the end and stuff like that. Um, So that makes a really fun listen. And and yeah, maybe you will get some slightly different takes than you're going to get from three geeks like us who've grown up immersed in this shit. <laughs> I'm yeah, always I mean, when I meet people who haven't seen these movies, I tell them I tell them don't watch them, hoping that maybe they'll just find the right time and just come into them naturally because mm. I can't stand it when I see somebody who's like, What you are seeing the the Ghostbusters? Like I just I hate the uh the whole thing where people yeah. act like they've seen an animal in a zoo when they meet somebody who hasn't <laughs> seen something. Cause it's never gonna be exactly like it. It, this is never going to hit exactly like it did in like 1983 or 1997. Mm. It's different. It's a different thing. It's a seven. It looks like a seventies movie to me now, which is, which is fine. <laughs> That's great. But, it's a seventies movie with, you know, state of the art, analog effects, visible compositing it. That's, that's my sweet spot, right? Probably because it's the first movie I saw in the theater. <laughs> Question for each of you. Mm -hmm. Speeder bikes or pod racing? pod racing i do speeder quite like pod racing and the speeder idea. bikes like yeah they're not an appropriate vehicle for that setting <laughs> it's true they're <laughs> extremely dangerous that's why i love i lo i've decided i am on the side of speeder bikes because they are <laughs> i think the speeder bike scenes in this are cool and also relevant yeah. to the film more than the pod race was <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i do love the pod racing and the controlling it with the two different sticks in the also, arcade is amazing we the learned... arcade game, yes. An unimpeachable arcade game. And we get the names of all the pod racers, right? I mean... That is true. Okay. Are... I, mean, well, I can only, I can only remember Sebulba and Quadranero. I can't there's, remember There's else. Bulls... I'm looking at a list here, but there's Bulls, Roar, <laughs> Bazi Baranta, Ben Quadranaros, Toy Dampner, Rats Bob's... Tyrell, Ebby E. Endicott, Fud Sang. That's the best one. Fud Sang. <laughs> Is uh, Bobson Dugnut in that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, here's a few more. Cy Yunga. C. Dick Warntajo. Wait, what? Do you say that last one again? Okay, I'm going to spell it and you're going to say it, okay? First name. Okay. T-Z-I-D-I-K. C. Dick. Okay. Fair, fair w enough. W-R- a-N-T-O-J-O. C. Dick Rontajo. 
I thought you said see dick wanted Joe. I'm like, are you, is that Yoda saying that Joe wants mm, to see a dick? See dick want to Joe? <laughs> well, Fudd Sang also sounds mildly dirty. So what's up with toy dampener? What does that even mean? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That's your baby, your baby sister repeat on your toys. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The the names of the pod racers alone push the pod racers above uh, speeder bikes. Uh, you made an incredible case for the pod <laughs> racing, and now I'm reconsidering. I have um, to think about it. Is there anything filthy in this film? I mean, we're just we're we're sci-fi. I mean, layer so in the gonna... bikini. Okay, yeah, I was, for sure. I was, that is wasn't. Uh, I've heard varying reports that basically she requested that because she didn't think she looked sexy in the other films. <laughs> I sort of thought maybe it was because it was just hot where they were filming, but she looks and like it's metal bikini where it's hot. I've always thought she looked like she was so over that shit and just assumed it was the, the actor as well as the character. Mm. But she does get to kill her oppressor. So there's, yeah. And also that. Whenever Carrie Fisher does talk about those scenes, she seems like very proud of how good she looked. <laughs> yeah, she kind of doesn't give a fuck. I I love her and wish oh, I lo- anyone I, yeah, else had died besides her. Anyone? Yeah, I I would. I mean, I've got a list of people the, I would like to have died, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even people who I, I don't want to die would be on the list lower than. Wait, higher. I, than her? I I would prefer that both of you had died. Yeah, mm. me too. <laughs> <laughs> the rancor keeper is pretty filthy um, <laughs> so oh god what was that i was i, I forgot about the one that. time um so me and my friends watched the star wars trilogy just of an evening pissed when we were in our early 20s and at the point we got to jedi we were pretty gone <laughs> and we decided rancor looks just like lurts from fellowship of the ring which he really doesn't <laughs> But then we started, we all started tweeting, even Lurtz cried when the Rancor died. <laughs> it's something that me and Matt still quote to this day. It's a very emotional scene. Means <laughs> I was just watching I... Temple of Doom and the Rancor Keeper also bangs the gong at the beginning of the movie. So as a uh-huh. fun fact. There's an action figure of him. I had oh, him. There's action figures of all of them. That's I had a ridiculous yeah. amount of Jedi action figures. That's that's the weird side effect of George Lucas wanting to make more money on toys is that he just crammed a bunch of interesting ideas into this in the form mm-hmm. of characters that could be sold. More I successful on Batman and Robin. Yeah, it's great. It works great. Yeah, um, I well, think that, that's, that Last Jedi I did that as well. Accidentally makes the Star Wars trilogy so good is that he just chucks these characters in there without explaining them, and it lets you build the world like in your head, right? Whereas if every single one of these characters showed up and like, like in a GI Joe cartoon, told you their name and their deal, <laughs> like moved it on. would be the whole movie. Yeah, you wouldn't um, be as fascinated by them because it's just like, who the fuck is that weird lizard freak standing in the background? I want to read more comics about him. <laughs> well, this is why I don't understand why people don't like the casino scene in Last Jedi because that's the whole thing, and yeah. to me that is. I don't understand people's objection with that. I'm sure maybe someone will. Oh, it's because watch. people's concept of good filmmaking is all fucked up by YouTube cinema shins bullshit. So they're like, oh, well, it doesn't actually contribute to the plot because uh, the, the scheme doesn't uh, succeed. And it's like, yeah, because it, it's contributing to the thematic meaning of the film. You yeah, dumb it, little fucks. 
My thing with that scene was it had the most obvious CGI. That was the thing that left me a little wrong. I almost wonder if that's deliberate because it's like, um, here's the scene where it's showing you like the way prequel trilogy characters lived. (laughs) They all live in CGI. I mean, I'm I'm on with you that it's the best Star Wars yeah. film, but uh, yeah, that that it, okay, that's a good point. Maybe next time I watch, I'll keep that in the, the back of my mind. It certainly didn't ruin the film or anything for me. I mean, um, to me, the only real sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, I was just reading an interview with John Boyega where actually that's weirdly that's his least favorite of the three sequels. Oh, I can see why because they don't do anything with his character in it, and yeah, I guess then they have his love interest save his life seemingly for no reason and then so she can kiss him and then okay the, they, it kind of feels it just surprised yeah, me saying, boy Dega likes rise of skywalker better was felt they mildly get, he's surprising given me. he's given so much more in the other two movies even though the other two movies are worse hmm. um, yeah, there was no the third movie then just randomly introduces a black love interest for him so he doesn't have to take the white woman yeah <laughs> I do have a one-star review for Return of the Jedi ready. Do it. Okay. I, I felt like the um, title kind of like is directly appealing to this podcast, which is one of the worst films to hold a spot on IMDb's top 250 list. Uh, Return of the Jedi is an example of a film that had too many changes before release, changing Chewbacca's planet to a teddy bear planet, removing mm-hmm. Lucas's original idea of Luke going on a quest for revenge and replacing it with a reunion with Daddy. Jedi proves it's no simple task being a Star Wars film. While the actors still give their awe, the alien design is still good as are the landscapes. It's the plot itself that kills it, not to mention some dumb character deaths, Boba Fett, anyone. Return of the Jedi lacked the darkness, depth, and intensity of Empire. I'll never be able to understand how anyone can rate this 9 or 10 stars. It's just plain bad. I don't recommend it. It's a terrible ending to the original trilogy. Uh, 17 out of 36 found that helpful. That is not a one-star one review. review. That's yeah. my... I mean, mm. as I have a laundry list of problems with these kind of websites. <laughs> but these kind of reviews where it's like, no, I know best what the overall score should be, so I'm going to make my score deliberately try and adjust the overall score. Okay. Like, no, have... The point is you give your review and it gives the average of what everyone thinks. You can't be the arbiter of what everyone else should have thought. You I agree with cunt. I agree with you. And um, <laughs> I saw that one and actually had the same thought and found a different review. But then when I went to look at the pod racers on back to my IMDb page, it skipped mm. up. So actually, that wasn't. That's okay. one, I got to have my little rant at why I yeah. hate these IMDb and, people. And that's why I actually didn't go with that, but got tricked when my page skipped up. Uh, the more fun one is another pretentious mess from the King of Crap by Mr. Sister Fister. <laughs> Just this sounds thought... like a one-star review. <laughs> Just when I thought Star Wars could get any more childish and obnoxious, here come Return of the Jedi, the worst of the original trilogy. What an accomplishment. That's astounding, <laughs> seeing how the other two films are tedious pieces of trash as well. Return of the Jedi is strictly for those who will gladly get down on their knees and enthusiastically open their bowels for George Lucas, though pretty much every fan of Star Wars. Uh, four out of nineteen <laughs> found that helpful. So there, you got your rank because I got the one All I didn't. Right. Yes. But yeah, that's that's the one that I had chosen, and after five minutes of conversation, forgot. <laughs> I would love to know what films this guy rates highly. Mr. Sister Fister, <laughs> look, yeah. click on him, click on him. You can do, you find it pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, if, okay. Uh, if it's not someone who wrote one review, like almost everyone I've clicked on. Yeah, that could be the case. Uh, da, 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 da. 
recent oh there's there's some four the ring two i just watched it and i can remember nothing <laughs> uh, <Okay>. video <laughs> mark you'll agree with this one videodrome my balls ache from how good this is yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh what else Annie is impressively irritating. And this guy is actually pretty uh <laughs> pretty uh prolific. And oh right. I don't do does anyone know what the uh movie Beto Woods is? No. Nope. Okay, I don't either. It's from 2010. I don't know what it is, but the headline for the review is like puking in a bucket full of Duke. <laughs> D-O-O-K. I think we we as assumed, yeah. Incredibles 2, probably gonna win the Oscar. <laughs> well that's not necessarily him saying it's good <laughs> yeah. okay no they're not all negative reviews here it's not just, it seems that mr sister fister uh, name nonwithstanding, is not just a troll reviewer that the name wouldn't lead you to think he would be but whatever <laughs> back in my day we called ourselves vulgar he didn't say he was said he didn't say he's fisting his sister yeah oh okay <laughs> could be someone else's right okay yeah, yeah. Good, you got us out of that because, especially in terms of Return of the Jedi, we don't want to think about that too hard. <laughs> <laughs> was it this movie or Empire that had the deleted kiss between Luke and Leia? It must have been Empire, right? Empire has a kiss, it's not deleted, it's in the film. There was a little smooch, wasn't there one that was deleted that was a sick? They have a little, don't they have a little smooch in the first one? There was a yeah, hot, they have a, long... they have a pretty, it's not, I think you're just thinking of the scene that is in the film, Mark. Because, mm. yeah, she makes out with Luke in front of Han to make Han jealous. Mm. While Luke's is, lying on the bed after getting out of the back to tank. Just really just screwed up when you think it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's not screwed up. It's just that George Lucas doesn't plan shit out like people believe he does. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. totally fine. It's just he doesn't admit it. Not planning stuff out is probably the but best what, way to make things. What's weird is so that scene Lindbaugh. is in Empire. But Empire does end with the line like, no, there is another. So even during that film, mm-hmm. he he decided he was going to have someone else be a Jedi, but he just not decided who it was. Or it could well, be an it? honest mistake. I... They don't know it at the time, so there could be a kiss. Yeah, but that means that he still decided to have that be in there. And sure, it's an honest mistake. It's still a fucked up thing to put in your film. From from them <laughs> talking in the Ewok village, though, I am I am convinced that at least they never did it because that conversation mm. would have been way more awkward if they had. So, <laughs> no, well, as we've discussed, no yeah. one in Star Wars has ever had sex. <laughs> well, as far as I know, I don't know if it was after the film was made, but I know that Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader were two separate characters before the first film was made. Yeah, I sent away for and the Anakin maybe. figure. You had to send away for the Emperor and the Anakin. You had to save your proof of purchases. You couldn't just go to the Target and buy them. Mm. Maybe it would have. Do you think it could have? You think this movie, this trilogy could have been better? Could have worked if Darth Vader was not Luke's father? I yes. think it <laughs> makes the trilogy. I think the trilogy works well for Darth Vader being Luke's father. I think it set a bad precedent for why all the rest of Star Wars is bad. Because suddenly yeah. everyone has to be related to everyone else, and it's Three all yeah. It's fifteen people in the universe or galaxy. Yeah. You can't. You just can't do that. And also, I think it kind of sets up the idea that they're the only ones with the good DNA, right? Which is not. <laughs> uh, just not great. No, but matter no I how think you slice I think it. on its own it works. But then, like yeah. even here in this film, Leia being a sister as well, that's a step too far. Yeah, 
Because because the thing about just she could just also have force powers. She didn't have to be yeah. his sister. Well, the the thing is that part of what makes a series work, just continuing on, is that just like in real life, you might think you're the best at say Tetris, but you know you're going to meet somebody else who's better than you at Tetris. Mm. So, and and in this film, even you see Luke try to use the force to just levitate C-3PO and he gets really tired. Like it's not, it's not that good. The force, the Mm. real, you know, fuck up, which I just laughed at. Like the whole time was in rise of Skywalker when they're just like, we could just levitate a spaceship and everyone shoots lightning and is super powerful can do everything. And we didn't do any training, but can are super powerful. And that's because they're, you know, Palpatine and Skywalker because they got the good DNA, which sucks. Mm -hmm. I will say that since I've only seen Rise of Skywalker once, in my mind, the last scene of it uh, from you, Luke, is uh, what's your last name? It's Palpatine, bitch. Or whatever they play at the end. That is how the movie, I don't, that's how I remember the movie now, which is good. So, I mean, there are lots of really good memes about that. That The ending is probably the best thing about the film is the memes that came about where she sees somebody else and is like, my last name is whatever, <laughs> something else. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- all they really would have had to do for the sequels, have someone show up who has force powers that's better than, <laughs> that's better at everything than the Skywalkers are, and they kill them. It's really hard to kill them. You know, just mm. like like Captain Phasma, how she was just kind of completely there. wasted. Well, we have to have our new Boba Fett. I love her. I love that actor. She'll get a series in 20 years. And I love how she was all shiny and I love the character. And it was a complete total waste where she could have been so menacing. Anyway, that's that's my rant. That's my 10th or 20th rant. Yeah, I guess we should wrap up as Return of Jedi is an endless, endless um, springboard for dork rants. Um, But uh, we'll dork rant in other episodes. This (laughs) podcast is almost the length of Return of the Jedi now. (laughs) Not really, but uh, I know. I guess I'll guess. Idiot! No, it's not. One more thing. I don't think. (laughs) I don't think we've said anything nice about Ian McDermott, and and he was awesome. That's oh, he he is a delight. Oh God, yeah. Even in the prequels, he he does cool stuff, right? And he was arguably even the in, best thing about prequels. Even in Rise of Skywalker, where he should have been there. He's still really fun. <laughs> yeah, it was the epitome of I know I shouldn't enjoy this, but I'm enjoying the shit out of it when he was just yeah, <laughs> somehow I returned. Yeah. The dead speak. Uh, <laughs> it would be great if he said oh, somehow play... I returned. Uh you okay. don't have enough V bucks to defeat me, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as for this podcast, right. we're films of filth. You can find us on whatever Twitter is. I don't know X. Uh, X you mean X? X. I mean, X? <laughs> we're X Matt. Okay, uh, maybe you should look for us on Facebook. I don't know. Or maybe, support maybe us. Maybe we'll be on Blue Mastodon. Sky Threads. Yeah, yeah. Mastodon, Blue Sky, whatever. Support us. Support us on Patreon. Help pay the lights. Uh, that's yeah. Podcastio, Podcastius on Patreon. We do this. I talk about the Twilight Zone. I talk, enough podcast. I talk about Cult Disney films. I call it Disney. Luke talks about Pokemon. At Luke loves Pokemon. He talks about Zelda at Hyrule Field Report. 
and gamers game themselves over the games the game game show yes yes, yes. hopefully patreon won't change its name to y or something <laughs> why why not? Should have <laughs> y. <laughs> yeah there you go i'm your father <sighs> Luke. okay um you would have been like 11 <laughs> i guess it's not impossible it's possible mm-hmm.